0: They also do things like freeze people's heads cryogenically, and they have like satellites that they're going to try and launch for these cryogenic storage projects. I don't know, man. Someone has way (laughs) too much money and free time. (laughs) (laughs) I I have no idea. Telling me all this, and I'm like, oh, okay. He's like, yeah, no, it's totally a cult. He's just over here like, yeah, but they're just so in tune with the nature of the universe. like, I guess, sure. I don't know. It sounds mostly harmless. Yeah. I mean, that's a good Hitchhiker book. Y'all ready for this? Ready enough? Everybody recording? Oh, shit. That's right. We record this. Let's do this.
1: Welcome, dear listener, to the QQCast. It is Thursday, February 10th, 2022, and we're your hosts on Zach Mayer and Raul Torres. Say hi, gentlemen. Hi, gentlemen. gentlemen. Correct. And this, dear listener, is quest 260 of the new numbering system. And the topic tonight, gentlemen, can our heroes dies, please? Can our heroes dies, please? Yes, plural. Can (laughs) our heroes dies, please?
2: Yeah, of course. How Uh, else are they going to have the resurrection storyline, Tom?
1: Oh, God. You only die twice. Oh, it hurts so bad. So um, this was triggered by, uh, well, a lot of things. But today, specifically, this topic was triggered by the announcement, which I think is a couple days old, of the Futurama series coming back on Hulu. Fox acquired all of Fox, and everyone wants to compete in the streaming arms war. And so Futurama is coming back. First of all, had you guys heard of this news? Mm-hmm. uh yeah yeah because of you you <laughs> did this to me th- yes you're welcome and what what was your reaction to this news uh as if you can't figure out mine um i,
2: I don't care yeah
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's wise wise man I,
2: I didn't i didn't even even finish Futurama. i don't know i don't know where i left off because like i mean is this the th- third resurrection because like, i think it's the didn't, fourth didn't the movies count or something
1: yeah the movies counted and then they canceled the series again and they brought it back so this is it's been resurrected at least twice so this is the third
0: or fourth resurrection
2: Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm.
0: well i mean every time they come back they make fun of whatever network they that canceled them it used to be the box network yes <laughs> the box. yes the box? <laughs> they have in fact been canceled themselves And not only that, but beaten up and badly, too.
2: So, I mean, we can just dive into this one in particular. So what I don't understand is actually all the backlash because they didn't get the dude who plays Bender. Bender. And everyone's all in a puff about it. So, like, again, it's, it's a question that I always ask is, like, who is this for?
1: Yeah, I mean, that is weird if they can't get back the key cast. Like especially Bender, like he's one of the the top three, arguably the second build character. So if you can't get back to John DiMaggio and who also does a bunch of other voices, what is even the point? But that's so I'm I'm with the the people in a, a tizzy or whatever. I am like no no if you don't get the whole cast, don't re- revive it. But man, we just I know we've talked about some of the cast before, but we just won't let anything die anymore. It's not it's not even nostalgia. Like I want to segue this conversation into reboots or um. You know, video old video games. I'm gonna talk about that with the Nintendo Direct later, but this is about like let our fucking heroes rest. How many adventures can one person go on? You know, ageless characters that never age, never grow old, never die. It's fucking weird. This is an animated show. It should be fine. And I'm still like, guys, do something fucking new. Hey, aren't you a Simpsons fan? Uh, was. Was for ten years. Those <laughs> ages, children <laughs> lasted ten years. Uh, well, that's another great example. Like let like Family Guy, Simpsons, like thirty seasons. Let them die. Let it end. Uh, this also was triggered for me by um, Luke Skywalker being CGI'd into Book of Boba Fett and Mando. It's like guys, guys, they're literally doing corpse marionette with CGI.
0: Yeah. I actually didn't have a huge problem with Luke in Book of Boba Fett. Uh, it was jarring in The Mandalorian because you know, I wasn't really expecting them to go there and tie it in that closely to the the main line Skywalker saga. Uh, but, you know, after that first introduction, seeing him in Book of Boba Fett was just kind of like, you know what? Fuck it. Everything's <laughs> weird now, so let's just I mean, do- go with it. It's did they fine. take
2: the feedback and make him better or not so much
0: i mean i think it looks fine um and i don't feel like they were trying super duper hard to like get an exact copy it didn't uncanny valley me if that makes sense i heard so... the deep fake for boba fett was better than mando
1: but like again let their let their poor corpses rest i know mark hamill's still alive but like Literally, guys, when these people die, like, if they're cgi and Carrie Fisher, if they're CGI-ing Skywalker, they're CGIing uh who played Grand Moff Tarkin. Like, it is literally marionette theater. Corpse marionette theater. It's kind of fucking creepy, and I'm kind of fucking tired of it. Yeah. Same thing yeah. with, like, um, Harrison Ford is coming back to be Indiana Jones at age fucking 80
0: it's geriatric theater like let it die i don't understand i mean at least with indiana jones do something interesting like it doesn't even have to be interesting do something stupid do james bond like they replace james bond every what 10 years maybe at the outside and yeah just get a new one just yeah. get a new one every
1: decade. And I, I was going to get into that as well, like reboots versus reimaginings. Like, I, you know, Fury Road is my favorite movie of the last <laughs> decade. Um, and that brings in a new actor as Max. And Max only had three adventures anyway. So I wasn't frustrated by that. We weren't bringing back, you know, a 60-year-old, a 70-year-old. I don't know who he is, Mel Gibson. We weren't, you know, again, doing CGI corpses. It was like, okay, it was one more adventure, with a different actor and a, the nameless role. Like, I, I was okay with it, but now I'm wondering, should I be? Um, It's just, it's weird me out, man. It just keeps getting crazier. It's weird me out.
0: You know, I also don't know how much of a problem I have with... Is it is it a, a reboot or a reimagining or just a retelling with, the you know, all the, the cool things that cinematography has done over the last 30, 40 years? And, uh, you know, just using newer tools to tell the story in not necessarily a super different way, but in a more engaging, fun way. Well, yeah, Fury we... Road is a good example of that. Like, yeah, there's Fury stuff Road... in that that you couldn't do... Back oh, in God. that original, in that original timeline. So like, yeah, fine. Refresh, original revamp. Timeline. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. Yeah. Everything is the before time to me now. So mm-hmm. it's just like we've branched off into a different part of the multiverse. Well, I was going to get to that too. Uh,
1: Mar- Marvel's doing this now with the multiverse. And there's at least this like, they're bringing back dead characters, right? But at least there's this like gray area of like, okay, it's the multiverse. They're not coming back 50 years later as again, like old men, CGI superheroes. Well,
0: I mean, unless you four... count, like, Go ahead. old Loki.
1: Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, Loki came back from the dead, but he's an alternate Loki. And Black Widow was an out-of-order storytelling. <laughs> and I guess Vision was a vision. He was literally, like, a mental figment of her imagination. Like, at least Marvel's doing a gray area, but, like, does that make it better? Is a soft reboot, like, Star Trek 2009, does it make it better? At what point is it just bizarre? I'm so confused by all of it, and I kind of just want like this insane nostalgia wave to end, which I'm going to be a total hypocrite about in a moment when we talk about video games. <laughs> you're super quiet, which means oh, you clearly don't give a fuck.
2: Oh, no, no, no. I, I wrote down a bunch of stuff, and I don't know where to interject all these thoughts I have, so <laughs> one, two, three, I, I will go. spare you. the. Okay, so one is, um, you're the problem. I think we're all the problem in the sense of, we don't go see new stuff, like, we don't want like like that thirst for the new IP stuff isn't really there right it's just like like I hate how folks kind of like guilt trip the audience into things And I think a big one was for when West Side story came out and they're like oh well you know you're complaining that you don't see musicals with a diverse cast of people well shame for you for not seeing it this is why they're never gonna make a movie like that again and every time a new IP kind of comes out it usually goes through that cycle of, underrated no one saw it so they're never going to make it again why make new things because the marvel tentpole of spider-man is going to make a bajillion dollars so i don't know it's it's hard like folks like stuff they know and it's hard to make new stuff that'll hit and make money because at the end of the day unfortunately all this stuff is a business gotta, gotta gotta make that money
0: yeah well and we're also kind of i'm gonna put this out there and you can tell me if you'd agree or disagree but we're also kind of like right on the first generational cusp of being able to consume media at the rate and in the quantities that we do and everything that we've seen and love we see and love like a lot it's the best show or it's the best movie or it's the best franchise and there's this just sort of latching on to things that we as a generation have done and we want to push that forward and we want to share it with the next generation and be like hey look how cool this was and look how cool it still is because they're still making more of them 20 years later i don't think that's been the case before like the mid to yes 90s the media
1: landscape has changed and so i don't know i have this stack rank for lack of a better word in my head of like I don't want the old, the ancient actors and the ancient characters to come back and we act like nothing's happened, right? Harrison Ford as Indiana Jones, even Patrick Stewart as Picard. I I don't want the, you know, I know this sounds like just, I hate old people. No, I just mean like, let the old characters have had their heyday, let them retire, let them go. But at the same time, I don't really have a problem, or at least as much of a problem with... Uh, recasting or telling another story in the past, or and even then, below that is I don't mind rebooting, and at the very bottom is like I would prefer that you just reimagine entirely. So there's this stack rank, and honestly, the amount of nostalgia and again, injecting CGI Luke Skywalker into the fucking modern show like, I, I it's making me question my stack rank. It's making me question, am I giving the you know, recasting. A, a pass when I shouldn't be. It's making yeah. me re-question it. It's like a, it's like a slippery slope, and I'm like, oh my god, just stop. Uh, really in my defense, I haven't seen any Marvel stuff since Endgame. Uh, Zach hates me, but I haven't watched Picard, um, so I don't. I don't think I'm into too much of the. I I'm, I love Futurama, and I'm pissed about the new Futurama. I watched the new Bebop. I watched uh, the new Disenchantment. So like, I want to tell you, I'm not totally part of the problem. Yeah
2: i mean but I it's know. hard not to be that part of the problem because like i said it's just like folks i love that stuff right it's it's like it's it's you're you're gonna be more willing to give you know something that you know you're going to enjoy a chance versus like what is this random raya and the last dragon what is this i've never heard of this before do i even want to watch this um and i think another interesting kind of thing kind of kind of going with zach's talk about like how much we consume and stuff I think a big problem right now is also the Rotten Tomato meta rating systems that we have. We're just sure. like, oh, if it didn't get a ninety percent on Rotten Tomatoes, I'm not gonna watch it. I'm like, you're telling me that you want to have a consensus of a hundred percent. A hundred other people that watch movies tell you that it's good, and I've I just never liked the Rotten Tomatoes system. Yeah, I've I've been I think yeah. in the past I've mentioned before how like. There's like two or three people that I follow for like certain things. It's just like, hey, this is the action movie person. If he says this movie, action movie is cool, I trust his thing. You know, same thing with horror, same thing with like other stuff. It's just like a couple people I follow and they'll hype up the stuff that they like. And uh, I kind of use that as my gauge. But I think really a lot of people just like tell, is it fresh? Is it yeah, fresh? No, like I-, I hate seeing those stickers everywhere. I hate it so <laughs> yeah. much. It's just, it just, it well, just kills me. And I, I do think that is kind of like. I'm,
1: I'm right there with you for the record. Yeah, I don't use it's... Rotten Tomatoes. I, I like to listen to people whose advice I, you know, trust.
0: And, and you have to because it's, again, back to the rate of consumption is partly driven. It's one of those vicious Ouroboros cycles. We consume at such a high rate and then stuff is produced at such a high rate, but it's produced at such a high rate so we can consume it at such a high rate. And what we end up with is just so much content that trying to sort through it on your own or taking a risk on something bad is such a waste of time because there is so much more out there. You're never going to get it all, and it just feels like, oh, well, man. I, I don't, I don't want price to get for... it all.
1: That's, that's my problem with fucking sure. Star Wars right now. There's five series, and now I'm pissed that Mando shows up in Boba Fett because I didn't want to watch Boba Fett. Now I fucking have to. I can't just watch Mando. That sucks.
0: Yeah, I mean, sure. But uh, it's more like if you are going to spend the time consuming media and thinking about what it is that you want to get out of it, then it's a lot more work than it used to be. You have to either have your cadre of experts that you trust, or you go by the rating system and hope for the best. But if you don't do any of that, you're taking a real gamble every time whether or not you're going to waste your time and or at least feel like you wasted your time for a couple of hours and as busy as everybody is and as much media as we have to consume that's just so i have i have a slight
2: counterpoint though
0: go ahead It's like tyranny of choice
2: what if i told you that this was the golden age of so many options and so many new stuff that it would blow your mind and honestly, that's what's happening with like the whole advent of social media, right? Like, mm-hmm. like I don't spend a lot of time with TikTok, but I do know that is like the thing that's taking off. And you know, there's I I highly doubt that there's Disney Marvel TikToks. It's you know some random dude or you know woman in you know their garage doing some random dance or doing some random skits and stuff. And you know, I mean, I, I'm I'm I am like. twitter generation you know i see a bunch of like random you know not necessarily video content all the time but you know articles memes comics and stuff so it's also really interesting that like we're saying that everything's the same and boring but like we get surprisingly amount of exposure to new content as well Yeah,
1: no no you you are right there is so much content so much media there is more stuff and newer stuff than ever and especially if you kind of broaden your definition to include like youtube shows but that, that's not even what I'm complaining about. I, I just, this, in, in some of the more common media, right? You're talking about the major franchises. This trend of not just nostalgia baiting. Now it is nostalgia baiting to this, this level of, again, literally, we are going to parade out people's CGI corpses and put them in front of you because nothing ages, nothing ever ends. You know, like, it is, it is so bizarre to me. That again, it's making me question being okay with even things that are, are related to it on the spectrum. And It's just weird. It's just like, I mean, could you imagine going back in time and telling someone like, Hey, I know that Elvis just died, but don't worry. We're going to make a really good looking wax figure of him. And we're going to put him back. And there's going to be new Elvis movies, despite the fact that he's dead and he's gone. And he's buried in the ground. Like, that would be fucked up. But that's what we're doing right now.
0: I mean, pretty close. Uh, At least, I can definitely see that happening. I think at least in the case where... uh, The cases that we've talked about, like the Book of Boba Fett with Luke is the obvious one to pick on. Mark Hamill's not dead, but they did the same trick with, like you mentioned, Moff Tarkin and Princess Leia. The thing is, they used it as a hook to tie it to the rest of the franchise and i feel like that's marginally more accepted acceptable than making them the star of the show yeah and, and that's why Luke again, is not the, the star of any of those episodes he's there he's a plot device but he's used sparingly enough that i forgive it at and, least for now and you exactly
1: you are correct and it's the for now that i worry about right like and again it's all of this is making me question the whole entire spectrum of this
2: um i'm curious to dig into that a little bit more in the sense of what bugs you the sense of that it's just someone's likeness slash image or like the unoriginality of the story like what is it that's like bugging you the most
1: honestly the just the psychology of it i mean like look we all fear you know death and mortality and you know when my dog goes i'm going to be beyond heartbroken right he's been my companion for 10 years coming up on 11 he's been all i've had for five years but he is going to die someday and i don't know that it's it's healthy for us to be like oh we could just clone the same dog over and over i could make you a digital version and i'd never be without him same thing with like i mean i, I lost my dad you know over 13 years ago i don't want a digital recreation of him he is gone and so there's a psychology of we will not like let these things end. We will not but, let but Tom, but these Tom, good I, memories I think, go. Like it's fucking creepy as fuck when you think about it.
2: Think Tom, Tom, real talk. I think you're in the minority. I think people don't want to be reminded of death. I think people want to feel oh, no. like they live forever. And I, stuff like this helps I, reinforce the illusion. You to are not correct. Kinda, you are you know. correct.
1: I am agreeing with you, and I'm saying <laughs> that's probably not fucking healthy. Well, achieving it it's also disturbing too.
0: It 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 makes the work that the actor, the creator, the entertainer did in their lifetime in their career cheaper. If you can just recreate it without them, then what were they even there for in the first place? Well, and will we ever create
1: new stars? Or at some point, it's just going to be uh again? Someone could have a career. Someone could be an actor to replace Luke Skywalker. We could have a great one. Like i like zachary quinto as spock i like i forget the new guy's name in um in disco and brave new worlds even more Mm -hmm. and at least there are new actors getting jobs getting careers getting fame starting themselves out as opposed to we just cgi'd fucking leonard nimoy back in again i'm also starting to even question am i cool with recasting which i i am i was but i'm starting to question if i should be because of all this crazy crap
0: well i mean fictional characters outliving the actors portraying them is as old as theater like we've been performing greek tragedies and comedies for and shakespeare yeah for actual thousands to in shakespeare's case hundreds of years yes those are not the original actors (laughs) no can't possibly be and it kind
2: of kind of goes back to like like one of the other things that I wrote down is just like I hate the term for for this for Marvel stuff, but I mean the parallels are well, the parallels are there, and it's just like modern day mythology. It just like it's shorthand for a lot of you know storytelling that you get to the point. Oh, you know, just like it's funny because Loki is what North whatever Nordic gods I forget whatever, but you know it's just like you know Iron Man is you know the the shortcut for rich billionaire trying to do all this other crap right you know it just the characters are shorthands for personality types and certain story arcs and certain things you want to convey to a watcher without actually having to like do the whole arcs in the first place
1: yeah no, so. no i i you're that's a great point you guys are making great point i think you're making a great argument for recasting making the character allowed to be to live on in a different light that that's maybe okay i am still remarkably not okay With again, corpse marionettes. (laughs) I don't know what
2: else to (laughs) call it. So, but I guess one of the interesting things, though, is I think this is more in Asian markets. I I don't know the research on it, but I'm sure we can find more stuff. But like, I'm gonna want to say it's probably either Korea or Japan where they do like the like like the idols and type stuff where it's just like it's a completely digitalized character who is like, you know, on Instagram and doing silly stuff where it just like. It is technically kind of the same thing, except you're starting from scratch with someone who wasn't actually human. And I'm wondering if that gives you the same heebie vibes or if that's okay.
1: Wait, what exactly is the scenario? Hold on, I, I, I
2: lost it. Like, okay, you're talking about like the corpse marionette thing, right? Yes. You can do the corpse marionette thing without actually having someone being alive in the first place.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, are we, are we saying like, well... But it's not really corpse marionette then. Like, are you talking about like, hey, there's animated characters that didn't exist in real life?
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's. I mean, I don't think that's the same. I don't think that's the same thing. So is it just different because it is kind of coattailing on a person that existed? Is that coattailing? I mean, well, I mean, it is because it's it's coattailing on them being a successful human and be like, hey, people like this person. Let's keep. I don't think
1: it's about the court coat. I think it's about the corpse. Wrong c word.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. No, I think. I think there is a difference when it's an actor's likeness and that is the only real like connection that people have visually to well even voice actors i guess could count but sticking with film and television visually if you're looking at a character and the only connection that you have to them to recognize them is the actor's likeness if the actor leaves this earthly plane somehow and uh the likeness continues. It's a little weird. A little bit. I mean
2: but no but no one's even complaining about Mr. Peanut being around for a hundred years. Like is it just sure. animated characters. To just people? <laughs> yeah, no, I think
0: it's just I think it's just people. Like the a, animation I think is the way out of a lot of this. Like, uh well, Star Wars we can pick on more. You guys haven't really watched the Clone Wars animated series, have you? I have not. No. I mean, it's it's really good. It's more Felony. So if you're into the whole Star Wars EU stuff, a la Mandalorian and Ahsoka, that's that's him. Yeah, uh, I, I, again, I've, I've been questioning that, that line
1: of, like, again, should we let a character go, right? Do we want more—I know all of Shakespeare's characters die at the end, but, like, you know, do we want more of the Adventures of Hamlet? Do we need more—again, you said James Bond reboots every ten years— should we have... Does it make a difference if it's the same continuity or different continuity? Does having more Indiana Jones, if it's not a reboot, make it better or worse? I, I'm just starting to question all of it because I'm, I'm a little burnt out on nostalgia. And again, the, the corpse thing is really weirding me out.
0: <laughs> I mean, I think a lot of this is feeling out the storytelling space of a lot of these franchises that has only sort of started to happen. Like, um, we got serials for a good long while with Star Trek, right? And the adventures of different crews, and that was kind of, that, that that was the refresher, right? We'd get a new series, we'd get a whole new crew, we'd get, you know, functionally the same universe, basically, uh, and then just telling more stories within that context. Which, I, I like universes, that's great. Sure, but the space to tell those stories is not just can you switch up the cast or change perspectives and just do it in the same universe? People are still, like, figuring that sort of expanded universe storytelling out. And I'm using expanded universe particularly because I think it's true in Star Wars especially. It's branching out, and you're seeing more and more of the Star Wars expanded universe start to show up on screen. We've got... Um, man, I really, I would feel bad spoiling a uh, late episode of Book, Book of Boba Fett, but there's characters that show up from the Expanded Universe that have never been live acted before. Oh, I, I know, one of the uh, bounty hunters or something, the blue guy, I I know some basic shit. Yeah. So, like, that's fantastic. The fact that they're still kind of using this crutch of tying it to the sto- the Skywalker saga is a little lame. But I think the longer it goes on, the less we'll see of that. And it is a crutch. It's absolutely a crutch. Like, the original Star Wars trilogy and even the prequels and sequels only give you so much of a window into the broader Star Wars storytelling space. The expanded universe fan fiction stuff goes in all kinds of different directions and picking and choosing what you want to pull in from that is honestly just that's if that was feloni's only talent if he was terrible at literally everything else that he does he's really good at that and that's worth keeping him around for because he finds the good bits but um with such a small window to start out with branching out becomes hard unless you can tie it and thread it back to what people already know and expect because the rules don't make any sense (laughs) space you know in star wars space isn't actually empty they have these things they call them ethereal rudders and that's why the ships fly like airplanes in the vacuum of space it's fucking weird anyway (laughs) um you have to you have to tie it back or nothing makes sense. You might as well just make an entirely new sci-fi thing, but that wouldn't make the same oh kind god, of money. Oh my god, new! New would be so all right, terrible. Alright,
2: right, I'm gonna slightly segue off, because I'm going down a rabbit hole and Go I'm it. gonna take y'all with me. Virtualhumans.org no. oh, seems god. to be god. the collection no. of all the, um, I guess, like, newfangled digital people? Mm-hmm. From Barbie to Minnie Mouse to good advice cupcake
1: i refuse to click on this
2: some of this stuff is you know dinosaur dude he's a dinosaur
0: i mean good advice cupcake is hilarious it's i
2: don't know good who advice. good advice cupcake it is but
0: okay we
1: are yeah no we are we are way off course here <laughs> to, to um, be fair the geico, the geico, geico, geico gecko, gecko. <laughs> <laughs> how right. how
2: how what's the shelf life of the geico gecko tom where you're gonna be like stop pulling at my <laughs> nostalgia mr gecko <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm waiting for the Taco Bell dog to come back. Uh, no, um... <laughs> okay. Gentlemen, any... Uh, let, let's probably move on to the news. Any any last words on this? I,
0: I've rambled enough. I have nothing else to add. Uh no. I mean, it's a weird space, for sure, and definitely there's a lot of that nostalgia baiting going on, and it has been, for a while. Ruli's right. I think we're largely to blame. We keep making that a valuable thing to do, but, um... I also think that the storytelling that we're getting is evolving as much as it has in the past. And that's really just, all that really means is that it's not always going to be this way. And whether that is a good or bad thing is to be determined.
2: I, I I'm already in the thought, bad camp. truly
0: really, wrap my, us my up. My last
2: thought. Uh, necessary evil from a business perspective. I think that, you know, sometimes you got to have pay the bills and if it's going to take another Mickey Mouse cartoon to possibly take a risk on something else that may kind of fly under the radar and not get a lot of money, it, it happens. I think it's just making sure that you kind of like folks kind of actively seek out, you know, new stuff.
1: Okay, it's, yeah, hard, hard disagree on the necessity part of that. So, uh, <laughs> uh, all right, uh, dear listener, we've changed the format. We've done our quest. Now we're going to do some QQ news. But before that. Gentlemen, we have to have a word from our sponsor. And if you hadn't figured it out yet, I've got a sponsor for us.
2: What? After these messages, we'll be right back.
1: This episode of QQCast is brought to you by disney corporation the disney corporation we own all the things you have ever loved the disney corporation pay us money and they will never die the disney corporation for the low cost of just 14.99 per month we will reanimate their corpses with cgi and stream them to your stream like little marionette ghouls the disney corporation this is a pleasant purgatory do not resist <laughs>
2: <laughs> hey i like dincanto that's new
1: One of my coworkers asked me what I thought about reviving Futurama, and that's what I typed them. (laughs) I just read that verbatim.
0: Is Encanto new, or is it just that a woman who saw her lover killed in front of her holds a small town hostage with her magic?
2: New Um, enough for me? I've never seen it.
0: Because that's, uh, that's WandaVision.
1: (laughs) Dear God. Okay, dear listener, the news! Go f*** yourself, San Diego. Nintendo had a Nintendo Direct. That's what I want to talk about. I want to talk about all the fucking news there. Gentlemen, (laughs) did you bring your own headlines, or can I please talk you into talking about Nintendo? Oh,
2: just talk about Nintendo. I I brought no headlines.
1: Hooray! Okay, (laughs) I am going to be a horrible hypocrite. Uh, I know, I'm bitching like, about nostalgia. tell me about
2: all the IPs and games that you want to play the same course yes. over and over and over.
1: Even, even worse, it is the same course, Raul. So, uh, one of the biggest news items was that uh, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, which is a re-release of Mario Kart 8, <laughs> which has now sold 43 million copies, is like the eighth, I think, judging by the number, entry in a series, uh, is now about to get, are, are you ready for this? 48 uh, new tracks In the game, all of which, I I think, all of which will be remakes of old tracks. So talk about nostalgia baiting, talk about never letting it go. It's a re-release of an old game with remade tracks. (laughs) Am I right, guys? How exciting no seriously I'm, I'm so fucking in i love mario Kart. i don't understand so the <laughs>
2: pricing yeah. model on this it's just like they have their like digital service that you've got to subscribe to but then they have like a second tier or something which is like
1: they have the expansion pack or the booster pack i don't know what the fuck it's called. no the booster pack's the name of this expansion it's the uh yeah it's the expansion pack so yeah you, you pay for their online service which is 25 dollars, i think um, a year, which is really cheap for an online service, also arguably unnecessary, but that comes with the uh, NES and SNES virtual consoles the Switch Online Expansion Pack comes with the N64 virtual console and it includes a bunch of DLC, it includes the Animal Crossing DLC, and now it is going to include the Mario Kart 8 DLC or, in, in Nintendo's defense here you can buy that DLC for like 25 bucks straight up so, um, yeah nice could be worse pricing-wise. I think I think the pricing's fine. I think Nintendo finally woke up and realized they want some of that sweet, sweet recurring revenue, and I think this is their way <laughs> of doing it. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I fucking love Mario Kart. I've always enjoyed their reimagined, they've always reimagined the old tracks, not just remade them. Um, so I'm definitely looking forward to this, and I, I don't think it's, again, corpse marionette, so I'm totally cool with it. <laughs> Do you gentlemen have any love for for Mario Kart? Like, Zach, probably not you. Ruli, did, did we... I mean, you played Mario Kart with us.
2: Yeah, yeah. If, if you tell me you're going to race on Mario Kart, I will be there. So. Fuck yeah. yeah no, and, Zach, and Zach was with us, like, like, the last couple of recent times. I remember we played Mario Kart online, so...
0: I, I have touched a kart. <laughs> I just remember in
1: college, like, uh, one of my favorite fondest memories is we had our DSs, and we would play Mario Kart DS. We'd put it on, like, multiplayer. Whoever gets 100 points first wins. Um. I uh. don't
2: think we stopped at 100 points, No, we top. often do. <laughs> we kept going. So
1: good. Nice. Yep. Okay, gentlemen, anything else to add about the Mario Karts or the 48 tracks? Oh, they're going to release those over time, by the way, over the course of the next two years. So every, like, three months, I think, they're going to release eight new courses.
2: When is the first release?
1: Uh, March, a couple, like, a, a month away.
2: Okay. Oh,
0: nice.
1: Okay, so I just have a whole bunch of other headlines here. We can we can choose to talk about them or not talk about them from the Nintendo Direct. Uh, Metroid is getting some DLC, basically a hard mode and an easy mode.
2: Hard Guess mode. which one I'll be, <laughs> I might be playing. <laughs> I thought it was already hard.
1: Right? Now it's going to be like one-hit-kill hard mode.
2: It was already one-hit-kill. What, <laughs> what, what are you talking about?
1: That's true. The Emmy was one-hit-kill. Okay. So, yeah, e- easy mode. I don't know if you'll be able to escape the Emmys. I, I don't know, but um, minor update. So let, let's talk about a... a so again, I'm going to be the hypocrite. Franchise revival. Um, it has been <laughs> 15 years since we had a Mario Strikers game. That's the Mario soccer game. And I there was like one on the GameCube, it's fun. There was one on the Wii, which I played a ton of, which was fun. And now we're going to finally have our third Mario Strikers after a 15-year absence. Gentlemen, do you give a fuck about Mario soccer? Not no. even a little bit.
2: <laughs> <sighs> oh...
1: Really? Did you disconnect or did you just give that, that no, few I just,
2: no, I just, don't, no, I don't care about the soccer game. Oh,
1: okay. Um, I, I, I challenge Zach to care about any, <laughs> anything I list. Okay, <laughs> what about this? Switch Sports. So instead of Wii Sports, we're now getting Switch Sports. Does anyone care? I loved
0: Wii Bowling. I'm down. I mean, Wii Bowling was a lot of fun, but the major thing that made it fun was the... Yeah, now you have the Joy-Con. Oh, that's... Right, they can do that too. Ta-da! I've never disconnected mine.
2: <laughs> they they don't have a little lanyard, so I don't trust anyone. They do a the
0: lanyard. You you slide
1: on a clippy thingy and uh it has a lanyard.
2: I forgot about that.
1: Today yeah. Raul learned. Do you guys I mean, even switch, bro?
2: Yeah, dude, I've been playing uh freaking Hades like forever. oh so how do you like fun. Hades?
1: That's a really good game. How'd you like it?
2: Yeah, no, I mean, I, I, it is my, it is, it is replaced Splatoon as my pickup. I want to play something oh, for 10 damn. minutes and be good to go. Damn.
1: I really enjoyed Hades. Um, I put on God mode where every time you die, you get a little like 5% less damage. So by the end of it, I only played it for like 10 hours, maybe by, by the end of it, I just intentionally ran a couple of runs where I just kept <laughs> dying so that I could get to like, you know, 80, 80 plus percent damage reduction and then just completed a run, uh, Wonderful game, wonderful game. Again, I, I, it wasn't going to hold my attention for super long periods of time, but that doesn't mean that it wasn't wasn't wonderful. And the story was great, and the art was great, and uh, touching ending. Even it's, it's great game.
2: It doesn't end. Moving
1: on. Oh my god, this is. I am the only one who's excited about Nintendo Direct. Um, (laughs) Okay, uh, here's I think the last super nostalgic one. Star Wars: The Force Unleashed Remastered. Does anyone give Mm. a fuck?
0: Even I don't give. I mean, it was a pretty cool game at the time. I vaguely remember it was short, <laughs> which was nice. um I'm impressed that it's getting a remaster. I don't. When did the Force Unleashed actually come out? Oh, I Jesus! At least fifteen years ago. Oh God, it feels like way less than that. No, it's a long time. <laughs>
2: okay, so so I, I'm gonna butt in with the stuff that I'm actually excited about. Um, <laughs> I've been trying. No, no Man's Sky on Switch. Yeah. That seems like a fun little romp to, you know, for my 10 to 15 minute plays. Yeah,
0: right? I'm very pleased with the place that No Man's Sky got to. I was playing it a bit last year. It's really nice. It's so chill. Like the whole vibe of it is just relaxing. On the Switch, I can only imagine that's just the best experience. Like that's that's an ideal platform for it.
1: I, I love everything more on the Switch, even when it's objectively worse. I still love it. So if I was ever going to try No Man's Sky, this is the medium I would try it on.
0: Well, you could and not too much longer try it on the Steam Deck.
2: Oh, you stole that one. I was going to talk about that oh, one yeah. too. Yeah, well, it, it was just really such a perfect segue.
0: Reviews. It was such a good segue. Yeah, no. Uh, yeah, go ahead. Reviewers have started to get the hardware to tear it down and take a look at it and actually get hands-on and review it um i mean there's still some software embargoes and it seems like that's kind of the make or break component of the whole platform but uh hardware wise people are saying it's really solid like there are components of it that are not uh the most premium the screen in particular people were harping on like oh it's not like this OQRXT led whatever uh but in the form factor that it's on it's crisp it's responsive and it does the job that it's required to do the best part about it is the anti glare like they're saying that you can use this in any lighting conditions and it's just it's fine and perfectly usable uh I, haptics I were never... another thing that people were like a little disappointed on because it was kind of a, well they said it was an afterthought but everything else like thermals power uh, performance in the games that they were allowed to play uh, was all really great, uh, and in a couple of places, I think it was Linus Tech Tips, The one of the games that Valve pointed the reviewers to uh, was, like, weirdly squishy. I think it was uh, uh, Forza, maybe, one of the racing games. They were like, the input just didn't feel quite like it was lining up with the action on the screen. Not quite the same as lag, but just weird. You kind of have to feel it to, to understand. So hold on. I want, to, I want to back up to the screen for a second.
1: I have never been a person who's cared that much about screen quality. Not that it doesn't matter, but I just kind of don't notice it. So mm-hmm. even the OLED Switch, like, I hear it's great. The only thing that would interest me is the screen size bump. So when they say the screen is okay, that to me is like, cool, must be great. Um, yeah, have you guys no. ever really cared about screen quality in that sense
2: no i'm not the fps i don't care about that stuff if i can play portal 2 on the toilet i'm gonna be happy like like, i don't care about the quality (laughs) i just want to play games anywhere
0: well i mean i'm definitely in the um you know 120 plus hertz master race uh (laughs) that it makes a difference to me when the content is running at that frequency but when it's not like, yeah, okay, the screen I think on the the Steam Deck has like a 60 hertz refresh rate, which is more than fine because they're targeting 30 FPS for most things that they're running on this machine, um, and at like medium settings, so things look things these days look really good at medium settings. They kind of have to because people aren't running. The hardware to do much better than that in most cases especially now with all the shortages but uh yeah no i think the the point of that was that it's not the absolute bleeding edge highest quality screen out there but it's more than capable of doing the job required in this form factor so that's that's good news
2: yeah but i mean at the end of the day like it's gonna be interesting to see like when people get the Steam Deck, how much of it is going to be like AAA games, like you know, like Control and stuff like that, and how mm-hmm. much it's going to be like, um, I forget what's what's the Kickstarter one or whatever they call it, where it's just like you're you're playing this buggy game that wouldn't even work on the best PC ever just because it's still in the middle of being made.
0: I think you're talking so. about Star Citizen. <laughs> but yeah, no, that's that's kind of the deal. That game like, will never release. The Steam Deck is running Linux, and so most of these games are running on emulation to some degree like there's native packages that they're they're shimming in there but the um the common thread from all the reviews that i've seen so far after all the teardowns is that the hardware seems great like better than anybody had any right to expect especially at the price point that they're looking at Um, the thing that's really going to make or break this whole platform is the software is the library compatibility really gonna be there are there going to be major unforeseen hiccups that users find that valve has to then fix post-launch they they claim the compatibility is going to be there and that's the thing we talked about last time on the cast when this was announced is Mm -hmm. that
1: seems to be the make or break thing i think everything else
0: well i think the the deal that they're they're looking at right now is it's going to be something on the steam like library page similar to how they have the Uh, controller compatibility icons. There will be a Steam Deck compatibility icon. Yep. Um, you know, good, better, best, sort of ratings. But that's honestly, I'm I'm perfectly okay with that. Like for the most part, the games that they've been playing, even the uh, like you were saying, really the AAA stuff. Control was one of the examples. Um, and so was, I think it was Forza, (laughs) and I'm not actually sure it was.
2: But the racing Between... games that look
0: all all cute and pretty.
2: Between Control and Death Stranding, I mean, like what what other games kind of like push those visual envelope type things?
0: Uh, I mean, Cyberpunk would be a nice one. Yeah, definitely. Uh, but then you know, the newest iteration of Doom is always a classic one to uh to play on new systems. And oh yeah, did you know that we're getting a new Crisis? No, actually, I didn't well they're making a new crisis that's that's today i learned i mean i can't tell you that i care but yeah no it's it's fine um but yeah i mean i don't know how many years it's been since the first crisis but i'm pretty sure it can drink by now uh it's fun that it's still kind of the meme of but can it run crisis uh steam Deck might be able to run the new crisis who knows
1: we won't let that meme die. Arr!
0: The thing about the Steam Deck that's really attractive to me, though, is that it's functionally just a PC. And there are some still really good streaming options out there. Yeah. Uh, NVIDIA is, I think, my best uh, like pure cloud solution for that. Uh, having a platform to connect to that system that is just PC native, doesn't have any weird le- like app layer... Uh, integration or like an arm interchange for all of that is really attractive so even if i can't play the game natively on the deck being able to stream on a form factor like that would be pretty nice
2: um what was that game that looked like borderlands but it was like a uh fantasy shooter
1: oh tiny tina's something or other yeah it's coming out soon
2: okay if i can play that on the uh steam deck i'll be happy
1: you should be able to
0: that does look like fun
2: yeah oh
1: yeah uh well zach good job segueing us to something else but i'd like to bring us back to you know the most important topic nintendo <laughs> uh so okay you talked about no Man's sky um there's really only a few more things on here have you guys seen uh it's coming out only a couple weeks Ah uh, Kirby's Forgotten Land or some such. It's it's basically like Super Kirby Odyssey. Um, have you guys seen this? It's no. an open world Kirby no. game, effectively. That looks sounds good. fun. Yeah, I mean, like Kirby's always been relegated to like little weird side scrollers or like epic yarn, and this is like a huge ass Kirby adventure. It's um, if you liked if you liked Mario 3D World or you liked Mario Odyssey, this looks like the the next thing for you. Neat. It has my curiosity. Okay. Moving on. Okay, another dead franchise resurrected. Uh, Chrono Cross. That thing was released in... Oh, dear God, I didn't look up the year. 1999? Um, that's getting an HD remake on the Switch, which is, is interesting, because usually Square Enix makes HD re-releases of other games and starts them on PC or other consoles. Uh, this is interesting, because it's coming to the Switch first. So, it's curious. Well, that's fun. So, yeah. I don't actually know that I'll play it. I thought... we I, Again, I don't know if we talked about this in the cast before. Chrono Cross. Good game, bad sequel. So, I don't know. God, you guys don't give a fuck about Nintendo.
2: <laughs> you have not talked about the stuff that I want to talk about. Well, uh, okay, you go Splatoon, go. Splatoon 3. I'm excited about that. I knew. Neat. So Of course, Splatoon 3. Uh, really,
1: they showed a trailer. What in the new trailer caught your eye? Was there like a new mechanic? Was there just higher... I didn't,
2: I didn't even see it. I just know I'm going to play it. It's.
1: <laughs> I'm so excited that I didn't watch it.
2: No, <laughs> I, I mean, I've... It's... It's the same game, just with more weapons and more different things. Like I'm just gonna go paint people and just have fun. That's all I care about. <laughs> get
1: get <laughs> they're, they're hype, not I'm gonna, not gonna watch the trailer.
2: Well well it's it's such a simple mechanic. Like they can't mess it up. Just give me more. Give me more. And like I think one of the things where I am excited about the game itself is like they do that um uh like the um the splatfest things where it's basically like a a um it's basically an event that happens over a weekend, but it it's basically means like, hey, there's actually people on the servers and there's a lot of stuff going on. So, uh, they tend to stop those kind of like after the game has been out for a year or so. So I just I just want to play more games, cool, with lots of people and not be waiting.
1: Yeah, hopefully the lobbies will all fill back up, right? Yeah. Okay. What else? And then um, really keep us going.
2: Events Wars, I think we've yes. kind of talked about that in our group chat and stuff. Like it's uh, Events Wars was a fun game. Like uh I mean can. Can you tell me of any other tactical games that were kind of sort of similar to it, where it's like it's it's this mix of like easy to learn, but still complicated enough?
1: Yeah, it's it's like a non-hero based uh, Fire Emblem that's more, again, Army-ish, RTS-ish. Um, another game that was a kind of a spiritual successor, because remember, Advanced Wars had been dead since the DS. Um, hmm. Although Advanced Wars actually was a long story short, it was a series uh, that came out in the original Nintendo called the Famicom Wars, blah, 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 blah. But it's basically been dead for over 15 years. And then there was a spiritual successor on the Switch called Wargroove. So you could have tried a game called Wargroove, but frankly, I just I don't know, it wasn't as well polished as the Advanced Wars stuff. It yeah. was a little slower to start. Didn't I was, the way I wanted it to.
2: I was debating getting into Fire Emblem, but like everything I see about it is just like it's way too much of like too much of the hero management. I'm like, I just want little little battles. Give me little battles
1: uh i think it depends on which fire emblem because like the newer ones especially fire emblem three houses yes i think has a lot more of what you're talking about however i think that if you were to go back to the 3ds ones like i awakening was the one that saved the series and Mm. a lot of people probably including myself not that i have enough experience to say um would tell you that awakening was kind of peak fire emblem because it was still enough of the old school mechanics but it was adding lots of new new subsystems that later on those subsystems like all the relationship systems and the character management would, would do nothing but grow. Um, yeah. But yeah, if you want to dust off your old 3DS and play Awakening, it's pretty good. Noise. Zach, do you have anything? Do you even know what the fuck was announced on the Nintendo Direct? No, not even a little bit. <laughs> uh, Ruli, anything else you want to mention? Or do you want me to wrap up with one or two more?
2: Um gonna just not talk about nintendo oh, what is this valheim devs are preparing it for steam deck that's good because i've been wanting to play that for a while i just haven't gotten into it
0: oh man yeah we should play some valheim
1: do you guys still play i know you and, and trey and Steph had a, your own server do you guys play at all
0: i mean i've still got the server uh i haven't been on for a couple of months but we picked it up with the last major update that you yeah, know they they've They're early access, so they break the world every few months, Um, (laughs) which is fine. That's what
2: I was thinking of early access. Yeah,
0: it's fine. Um, Now, uh, it's fun to... It's weirdly fun to restart Valheim from scratch and kind of build yourself back up. And they add new stuff, uh, not on a super frequent basis, but on a good cadence, so that by the time they've got that new update out, I'm kind of kind of ready and willing to do that refresh play. So, yeah, no, it's it's fun.
1: Yeah, I've never played it. I don't know. Uh, I hear it's fun, but that genre of game, that survival open world aimless, it just never appealed to me. Maybe I just haven't met the right one.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's a lot more fun playing with, like, the three of us. Like, I, I, I would jump on myself for a little bit and uh, do stuff... Uh, in, in hours when it was just me online, but not a lot. And it was always with the thought that I was preparing for like the next battle before, uh, everybody else got back online. So yeah, it's, it's, it's more fun with friends. Nice. Okay. Well, I can wrap us up,
1: I think with two more just to finish up Fire Emblem. There's a new Fire Emblem Warriors game coming out. Uh, so The Warrior series has seen so many spin-offs in recent years. Age of Calamity was a really good Zelda spin-off. But I have to admit, I actually really liked the original Fire Emblem Warriors because it had the weapon triangle, and you could move between characters, and I I really liked having to actually think about the weapon triangle, not that that adds a lot of depth. So uh, I'll be interested to see what they do in the new Fire Emblem Warriors, and even though I didn't play Three Houses, which is what this one is based off of, I'm still kind of interested. Anyone, Musou Games? Anyone at all? Bueller?
2: I I may check it out.
1: Have you is, really? Have you played any of the Warriors games?
2: Mm, oh, like like Dynasty Warriors, Dynasty Warriors, Samurai oh, Warriors. Yeah, all... yeah. I mean, like like decades ago yeah. when it was new and interesting and fresh. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It just it's it was the em up, but they just got so repetitive so oh, fast. Definitely. I got bored. Like it's just it's it's there's a
1: novelty, and when the novelty wears off, yeah. Uh, I think the newer games do a good job of giving you enough variety in terms of visuals and enemies and heroes that they they last longer than I think the old ones did at least for me okay last thing I'll mention is uh, Triangle Strategy The another classically terribly named <laughs> Square Enix game is coming out it's in the pixel HD uh, style it's a tactics game that very much likes, it, likes like a spiritual successor to Final Fantasy Tactics I have to say that although I think the graphics and art style which are so my jam look amazing it looks very I don't know derivative of Final Fantasy tactics and it looks very generic high fantasy which I'm like I don't know I like a little spice in my fantasy maybe a little steampunk maybe some little you know something more than just humans with magic I don't know but definitely interested there's um they already had a demo on the eShop and now they've extended the demo to like have all three of the first chapters part of me is just like man I should play the demo because lord knows I'd never finish the game anyway (laughs) (laughs) so uh yeah Project Triangle Strategy coming out Uh beginning of march i think a month noise that's it that's all the news i got folks y'all want to wrap us up or are you good i am good Go
0: on. i mean mostly good we got a fusion breakthrough do tell that was kind of oh, cool. i heard
2: about that that was
0: cool yeah um one or two of the uh european reactors got a five second burst of continuous fusion uh generating some 59 megajoules which isn't huge Huge amount, uh, but the continuity of the reaction for that long was pretty significant, and I think to date, like we're still pushing towards break even on fusion power. Uh, I think the best so far is something like 71 percent of that break even point for what's been generated versus what was put in to start the reaction. Uh, but the cool part is these are proving ground, like these are proof of concept sort of reactors. These are test beds. And a full-scale fusion reactor is being built that will hopefully put all the lessons learned into practice and actually generate a net gain of uh, about 10x what is uh, put into the system. So that's exciting, honestly. Uh, plus, France committed to building some, like, 35 new reactors or something, or 10 new reactors over the next 10 years? 35 new reactors? I mean, I Double I digits wonderful. of numbers of nuclear reactors over the next decade or so. Um in their, I, uh, their I am firmly in the bed. camp
1: of we we need more, you know, nuclear fusion reactors.
0: Um, I'm happy to see the technology evolving. Yeah.
1: Please, please, God, keep improving.
0: <laughs> well, and there's been uh, just a little bit of progress here and there on uh, uh, thorium reactors, which is if you've followed thorium even a tiny bit, it's uh, way less radioactive, but it decays. Um beta decays twice into a uranium isotope that is fissile, so it can sustain a nuclear reaction, and that uh, process uh, generates way less nuclear waste in the end. Um, Unfortunately, the uh, full-on thorium fuel cycle is not yet really fully proven out, but there are at least a couple of reactors being built to test parts of that fuel cycle so that's good news as well nothing ground breaking really nothing like world shaking in that news but you know incremental progress is still progress I'll, I'll take progress uh and then starlink lost 40 of the last 49 satellites that they launched to a magnetic storm i did see that yeah uh which is super fun apparently there was a solar flare that heated the atmosphere that these things were flying through right very shortly after launch uh, that caused the atmosphere to gain a significant enough amount of density that the drag while they were still pushing themselves up into low earth orbit was enough to take most of the satellite payload back down to earth. So I think they said fucking crazy. I think they said they lost 40 out of 49 that they launched uh, on their last on their last launch. There's still 2,000 Starlink satellites in orbit today, so it's not like it's a huge deal, and this is probably like a $10 million endeavor that was in material cost that was ultimately lost, but the good news is that, you know, these are very low-Earth orbiters that were moving towards low-Earth orbit, and the... Uh, debris from these is expected to burn up entirely in the atmosphere. So, you know, no space junk floating around, which is cool. If you're going to have a failure, that's the way to do it. All right. Well, uh, there you go. Dear listener, thank you so very much for joining us. That'll be the news.
1: Um, we'll be back next week. I Again, I, guys, I actually have topics queued up. I'm so excited. So Woo. we have things to discuss. And uh, as always, from now on, a little bit of news. So, Zach, Rooley, thanks again. Thanks, Tom. Thank you, Tom. Oh, really went to sleep.
2: No, oh, I'm still here. I just maybe it wasn't loud enough. He's just
1: yeah, he's just not saying thank you. He's like, "Oh my god, you guys made me listen thank to Nintendo you, News you, Tom. and Tom bitch about corpses." <laughs> uh.
2: Hey, I, I learned about this 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 what is it? The virtualhumans.org. This oh is a rabbit god. hole that I'm just going to go down for ridiculous reasons.
1: Uh, and until next time, dear listener, for $14 a month we will QQ forever. That's <laughs> that's partly true. If enough people paid us $14 a month, that would QQ forever.
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> Wait, you get paid for this?
0: Gosh, you're, you're getting, getting paid? paid? <laughs> <laughs>
1: Dear listener. Thank you so very much for joining us. Please always remember that any views expressed on the podcast should be taken in context and are representative solely of the person expressing them. They are not representative of their friends and family, their co-hosts, their co-workers, and certainly not of their employers past, present, or future.
0: So again, thank you for joining us and thanks for respecting our individuality.
2: I just got bored. Everybody out.